Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome to this special edition of the Intentional Encourager podcast. This is the People Buy from People series. It's it's my book, People Buy from People. And I'm featuring the endorsers of the book, talking about different chapters in the book. And I am so happy to have this man on this series. He's been a guest on the Intentional Encourager podcast. You can go to his website, getlifeinbalance.com. And I have known Rain for about 15, 16 years and is as consistent and, and unique of a guy as you will ever find. Again, I wanted to, to him to share his thoughts around the subject of uniqueness. So it's my pleasure to welcome in Rain Kansman. Rain, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. And unique is probably the nicest thing people have called me that way. Well, you are. I remember when I first met you 16 years. I met you in 2005. We both worked for the same corporation, and you came in and did training for us. And I loved what I, what I really loved about you then, and I still love about you now, is the way that you believe that training and development should be presented. I had always been around people that were that were just, I'm going to give you this information, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You were the first person that I had been around in training and development. At that time, I'd been in, in, in sales and, and food service industry for 10 years. So I'd seen a lot of trainings. You were the first guy that made me think about training differently. And wow. so I wanted to ask you, when you began to do training and development, mm -hmm. was, was uniqueness and making it a unique thing around doing that was that something that you were intentional about doing or where did, where did that unique perspective of training and development really start and birth within you? So that great question. I, um, I got a lot of help, uh, uh certifications, uh, was able to attend. I also, um, got a lot of opportunity to deliver, and practice my craft. I think uh, by the time I met you, then I'd been at it for about 17 years. And I can't say that up front. Um, I had hit that uh, kind of that sweet spot for me in delivery. But what I always had was I knew the goal of training was to change behavior. Uh, you know, if somebody changed something, if I could provide information, an aha moment, mainly through self-discovery for that individual, and they were able to find more time in their life, uh, be more efficient at something that, that allowed them to work more effectively, uh, to earn more money, to spend more time with their family, whatever that was, uh, that, that's, that's, that was a victory for me. And so, in doing that, I look for creative and unique ways to deliver whatever information I had that would allow people to really embed it into their 
into their minds. I love what you said about creating that aha moment, mm -hmm. because again, the, the power of unique people is, is at times in, in some people that are unique deliver their uniqueness in what I would call shock and awe. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they, they're so unique that it, it it's, it's that blowback moment of, wow, I just met someone so powerfully unique that, that it's, it's, it's incredible. And then there are people that, that are subtly unique. It's like, man, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something different mm -hmm. about them. When you were beginning to deliver those trainings and things like that, and you were pulling out those aha moments, was it that, was it, did it, what did it kind of slap you upside the head? So to speak, kind of V8 moment, or was it, okay, I realize now that the message that I'm delivering is causing those aha moments. Was it, how, how did, how did those aha moments get realized for you when you started doing training and development? So uh, a hugely impactful aha moment happened. Um, I'd been practicing my craft for about seven years, six years at the time. And um, I was in another workshop and it was a human interaction workshop and they were talking about delivery. And the instructor in the middle of the class of 24 people said, you know, you're not really a trainer. You're not really a, 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 said, you're selling me something and selling is different than educating. You're, it's, 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 you're, you're a little too slick and a little too manipulative. And it was a really interesting aha moment for me because, you know, at the time I'd already been, you know, doing sales training for the corporation we worked for, for three, four years. And I've been getting good marks, but I've been getting good marks from salespeople on my style. Right. But what was the So you were preaching to the choir. So what this right. guy was telling you was, was rain. You're really preaching to the choir right. and, and you had come from, and let's step back. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but let's step back for a moment. Mm -hmm. And, and refresh folks on your background. You had a, a strong culinary background, was an executive chef of several properties. Yeah. You then joined a food service distribution company as a salesperson and moved your way up. So you really understood selling from both the, the customer-facing perspective and selling from the customer perspective. You really understood both sides of that coin. But now you're going into training and development and, and you're having to educate different types of people. Did that cause some, some inner turmoil within you? You mentioned that, that, that the instructor had said, you're selling me something. Was that an inner turmoil moment or was that moment of, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board through reflection and introspection and figure out how to do this better? Yeah. Yeah. It caused both, Brian. It but he also stopped me and says, Rain, you do a great job. It's, it's a small change. It's just your intentions going into that. It's just a small change. And so what I became is more, it was more like I was focused on getting the objective done 
versus what can I provide for you? And you understood this as a salesperson because you did this very well. The focus needed to be more on the client than what I was trying, you know, while we have sales quota, I got to get so many people to buy this, right? Uh, You know, that was the type of focus. It was like, okay, what can I do? I was very proud of some of my sales accomplishments up to that point, right? Uh, And uh, some of those things that I did and the fact that I could convince somebody or influence somebody to do something, that was different, right? That was a different place. I all I do have to say that in even in my sales background, I always had the customer's best interests in mind. But in this, in a in a training setting, what I did was soften, right, my approach because, and I stopped assuming that the people coming into the room were were blank slates. And I looked at them as more as, right, they're not containers to be filled, but candles to be lit. The information, and you and I have had long discussions about this, the information is inside of people. Maybe not to the extent, you know, that it will be once they leave the classroom, but it's inside of there. And the more it comes from that learner, the more they go, it builds their confidence and right? They can apply it to what they already have. Yeah. And I love what you said there. And and I wrote down, and I'll put this in the show notes, the analogy of the candle. Mm-hmm. And Rain, I know in, in our mall, we have a Yankee candle store. Where you see okay. these candle outlets and things yep. like that. Every cent, even though they sell candles, mm-hmm. what they're really selling is unique scents. They're not selling candles. They're selling the fact that every scent that you, every scent that you can think of Mm -hmm. is available to you when you desire that. And I'll use this as an example. They even have movie theater popcorn candles. And so if you desire, you say, well, I really love the scent of, of, of hot buttered popcorn. Mm -hmm. You can have that scent through that candle, but again, you can smell that candle mm-hmm. in the store and you go, oh, this is, this is wonderful. You know, for the, for the, most of the ladies out there, oh, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But to your point, you're not going to get the true aroma of that candle until it's lit. And right. I love that analogy. That is so beautiful and brilliant. See, that's why I wanted you to do the chapter on uniqueness. You have such unique perspective on on life and balance and training and development and things like that. And, and again, you're one of the most unique people I know, and it's because of those different perspectives. When you begin to light people around you, and that's what unique people do. They light up people around them through, mm-hmm. through connection. How did the tra- how did delivering the message change for you? Yeah. So, what I, I again, um, I like that question. What I learned to do was uh, again, it's less about me and more about them. So we did a lot more. I mean, certainly, the the interactiveness and and what can I draw from those in not making it a 
an environment where you had to, because you have people who are more introverted, right? Yeah. And it takes them a while to come up with that thought or they're not that comfortable. Rain, let me jump right? in here. You, you have, you just said something and I knew you would, you just said something incredibly brilliant because when you're standing in front of people, delivering anything. I, I, I don't care if we record this. I, I preached at my church last night. For, mm -hmm. So for 20 minutes, the attention was on me and I was delivering with all eyes on me and, and people watching on the internet and things like that. You go see a concert and you see a musician and, and the front man, all eyes are on them. Training a trainer, all eyes are, you and I are rabid baseball fans. Yeah. There, You know, you would go you're a Detroit Tigers fan. So back in the in the 60s, you would go in 68, in you went to see Denny McClain mm -hmm. because Denny McClain won 31 games that year. You went to see Al Kaline. Growing mm -hmm. up as a Reds fan, I went to see Pete Rose and Johnny mm -hmm. Bench and Eric Davis in the 80s. And, and mm -hmm. there, there were stars that you went to see because of their unique talents and abilities. And I love what you said about it's more about the people that I'm delivering to. It's more about the people I'm connecting with uniquely in that moment. I, I had to jump in there because you were just hitting on some brilliance there and really dialing in to how unique connection is one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's mm -hmm. virtual or whether it's in person. Can you take me to a unique moment that you had in training that really sticks out to you where that really came to the forefront? Um, interesting. I, I guess. Um, or does it all run together over the years? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. So early on, it was, it was fine. It, 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 and I think the storytelling element of stuff is what helped me tie in the learning to something that could impact them in the, closer they could relate to those stories. Um, and so an early uh, uh, situation happened. Uh, I was originally asked to teach about imports and that's what I was brought on to sell as, as a chef. I was, I was brought on to sell the import program and I had some great experiences doing that. And I remember uh, talking about a story of selling uh, uh, the sh executive chef for Michigan State University and how that all kind of came together through, oh gosh, you have a culinary background, so you do understand this stuff. Oh gosh, you went to Michigan State, so you understand where I'm coming from with this. The more I could relate to the customer with that, it, that ended up being a huge order because I could, hey, wait a minute, you're looking to do this. Do you know we actually have a product here um, that, that you could do that and you don't have to create your own Melba sauce. We have a high quality Melba sauce, uh, or we have several levels of, um, several levels of, of, uh, uh, products, uh, crackers or, uh, whatever, uh, chocolates, right? Our Calabot yeah. chocolate and how, how many different, uh, semi-sweet or bittersweet and, and all those items that we could actually do and how it related to what they were doing. And if you buy this, right? Yeah, it might be, it might be 50% more, but you can use half of this 
and get the same pl flavor profile. So I'm actually saving you. So the more I could talk on their level and relate to them, right? The, the more we got done and that ended yeah. up being a great customer on that. So I also applied that to training, right? And just when I'm talking about that story, people's eyes lit up about, wow, I don't have to be as knowledgeable, but if I asked the chef, what would you see done with this? How would you be able to do, right? I turned it from, Rain, yeah, you can do that great. Can you ride with everybody, right, to do that because that's your strength, to here's how I can help you yeah. sell this product as we're going forward. And that was an aha moment, I think, early on. No, that's brilliant. Let's step aside, take a break. Uh, we come back, we'll get more into this um, uniqueness and one of the most unique people I know, Rain Kansman. Come on back with us here on the Intentional Encourager podcast, special edition, the People Buy From People podcast series. Back in a moment. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton here. I want to tell you about our sponsor, SEO National. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, what's that, you might say? Well, Search Engine Optimization helps you show up higher on search engines in front of paying customers for words that you, as a business owner, can monetize. What a great concept. SEO National is owned by my good buddy, Damon Burton, who's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Not only has Damon and his team worked with businesses of all sizes, from e-commerce startups to NBA teams and Shark Tank featured businesses, but more importantly, Damon and his team are about transparency, trust, and providing lifetime value. So much so that he still has his first customers after opening SEO National 14 years ago. Let me give you some intentional encouragement and call Damon and his team today at 855-736-6285 or go to www.seonational.com and get a free quote. Rain, that reminds me okay. of a similar situation. Where I went back, I went to Marshall University, mm -hmm. and my you first are Marshall. Yeah, go herd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what Michigan State's uh, fights, but we. I mean, both schools wear green and white. They're just different shades. Go of green. green. Go, go white. Go That's what green. we say, say when we see somebody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. green. Go white. Well, let's go here for a sec. I, I don't want to share that you. You were talking about your experience with the executive chef at Michigan state. I remember going back after leaving Marshall and calling on the executive chef at, at Marshall. At, at that time, they were a Marriott school. They were run by Marriott. Uh, Marriott had a, a management company that, that did food service for these different schools. Correct. And so chef Lewis was the guy there and we just connected and he would call me if he had a special uh, party or something. He would just call me directly and go, hey, I need this, 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 and this. And it was a national account for the, the distributor that I worked with. But I was constantly feeding him with ideas and feeding him with different things and different ways he could do things. And so when I had a new dessert that I'd gotten into stock, he was the first person I went to talk to and said, hey, this is an upscale cheesecake. This is an upscale pie line. I I had Sarah Lee, so we had an upscale line of desserts, and we had a Milky Way pie that was incredible. I mean, it was oh, so yeah. good. And a, an Oreo cheesecake that was just dynamite. I mean, it was just incredible. 
And, uh, well, that's, you know, I had to sample them first before I made oh, sure yeah. they were good for the customer. Absolutely. You didn't want quality assurance. No, but, but, but that same thing happened. And, and as you were talking about that, that connection, I remember my encounters with Chef Lewis and just creating that connection. And, and here's the thing, Rain, creating great connection builds great confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because again, when people understand what you do for them and, and the value that you see, I, I, I got to go here for a second. And you and I have talked about this as well, too. I believe this. I believe unique people understand their true value that they bring to every connection. Mm-hmm. They understand it. They know it very intimately. And value is hard to define because everyone defines value differently. Right. So let's go there for a second. When you think about the unique people that you've met in your life, what's the one thing that comes to mind immediately for you that they, that you say to yourself, these people did this brilliantly? Yeah. So early on in my career, there was a, a, a salesman and um, he'd been at it for a while, but he had just a unique way of getting people's attention. And he went into this one count, uh, pizza, uh, yeah, pizza place that uh, the gentleman was ready to kick off two or three uh, franchises from it and always busy, right? This guy was always busy, but he'd walked in to the counter. He said, hi, I'm Rick Basler. I'm from Cisco. And one day you're going to buy from me and left his card on the counter and walked out. And he came back consistent. Consistency is one of your, is your first chapter, right? Consistently the same time on the same day for four or five weeks before the owner finally said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Where are you going? We need to talk about stuff. I mean, there was nothing else but him showing up, being there and being confident about that. But it was very unique approach and ended up being the major supplier for that, that gentleman going forward. Right. Yeah. Um, but just a unique approach, right? Well, you, I, I'm, I'm jotting this down. The value of a unique approach. Mm-hmm. I love that rain because again, a lot of times in connection, we connect with people because of the way they approach us, mm-hmm. you know, in, yeah. and, and, and rain, let's go here. And you're the perfect person to talk with this about. We think of connection today as hitting a button on social media and saying, oh, I like what you do. I like what you're about. I'm going to connect with you. Instead of really understanding what true connection is all about. And that's why I wrote the book, People Buy From People, because, Mm -hmm. and I've told you, I've shared this privately with you, so I'll share it publicly with everyone else. I thought I was writing a sales book. Yeah, My dad had been a salesman for 40 plus years. I thought I was writing a sales book and incorporating his experience and my 20 plus years, 25 years now mm-hmm. of sales experience. But I, I got halfway through the book and realized it was my dad. What my dad was telling me was about connection. And so it, it just automatically shifted. But people are approaching people to connect 
by just hitting a button. Oh, I see something there I like or something right. like that. Instead of really understand the unique power of connection. Do you remember the moment or, or, or something that triggered you that you understood that concept? Because you're brilliant at that concept. You've always been brilliant at that Thank concept. You. What was the moment for you where you truly understood uniquely connecting with people? So I think there's going to be a couple here, Brian. The first one is um, just understanding how my, my parents brought me up to be very open and respectful of everybody, no matter what walk of life, where they came from, who they were, uh, and they role modeled that for me. And so um, appreciating, liking and appreciating others came really easy for me. And, and, you know, I would learn by being open and wide open trusting. I, I got burned sometimes, but three to four times the amount of times I got some wonderful gifts from people, right, by being open. So that was the first, first piece, uh, just staying open to the unique gifts that others would give us, right? The other was, I, but I didn't know how to connect appropriately until I got certified in uh, a program called Social Styles, which is a behavioral skills program. And by doing that, the concept there is that, you know, different people like to be communicated with in different ways. And there's four basic styles, but beyond that, um, being able to identify that, you know, Brian, um, uh, is, is more people-focused because he shows a lot of emotion and, and, and you can read that in him, and he's more direct. So Brian would be in that expressive category. Therefore, Brian is more comfortable talking to somebody who's more expressive. And if that's my style, it's a real easy, natural fit. And in, in the disc, not, yeah, in, in, in the disc model, which is, same thing, right? uh, which is arguably the most popular one, I'm a high eye. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and it's breath of an eye are the same. Yep. It's 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 straight. It's straight up, because again, and I mean to interrupt you, Rain, but it's it's because I, I think the older I that I've gotten, the more I understand the value that 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 powerful connection has mm -hmm. in my life. When I was younger, I don't it, I I don't know that I really I, I was still that that high eye. Mm -hmm. but it was more of, you know, let, let's see what I could get. Right. Instead of what I could give. Yeah. And now Very that cool. I'm almost 50, I, I realize that, that now you feel like in, in rain, let's just jump here for a minute. Mm -hmm. There, I, I believe this, I believe the older that you get, you start to transition to what I would call the impact zone. In other okay. words, in other words, what, what impact do you want to have on people presently and leave with them in the future that will stay with them long after you're gone? I think I learned that most from my dad. And I really, about eight years ago when my dad passed away mm -hmm. was when I really discovered the power of that impact zone because even to this day, people still say, man, I remember this, I remember this, I remember this. 
And, 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 and it was that for me, you talked about a few minutes ago, that aha moment right? where the high eye in me now in that style, it is, is I, I look at that eye and I say impact to me, yeah. that high eye represents impact. I want to leave people with a unique connecting experience right. that they go, oh man. You know, that I, 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 I'm impacted by that. You are a lot the same way. And that's exactly why I wanted you to talk about uniqueness because you're very intentional. You're another high eye that we both have. You're intentional about impact because I've watched you in one-on-one -on -one settings. Just continue to just go, what can I do for you? How can I impact you? What can I help you with? And you being so intentionally impactful about imparting another eye, understanding and helping that other person. Mm -hmm. You talked about your parents being so open. And, and I wrote something down, wide open trust. Yep. Do you feel like that's a unique characteristic or do you feel like it's something that is replica replicatable? that other people can do that as well. Yeah, I think, um, I think it is replicatable, uh, but also, it, you know, there's so much psychological stuff that goes to that in, in, in people, uh, I, I mean, it's several groups and I have people who are just the exact opposite. They've been burned so much that they don't trust, or at least they verbally say they don't trust anyone, uh, but they trust very, very few. And, and that's tough to change. When you've been conditioned by your environment into that kind of, that is a tough, tough thing to change. Uh, so I'm blessed that I had that start that way. And I'm blessed that my wife's been like that, right? And so our relationship's been really easy in that way. And I really try and do things that don't uh, challenge that. So I want to tie something in for yeah, a minute. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And, and, and I've got something that I want to come back to what you just said. About yeah, that. so, so please part of that is, let's go back and let's say, okay, let's say, yeah, again, hi, I, but I need to deal with somebody who's the exact opposite, a high C. And so I modify my style. I slow down a bit. I give a break in between and my pace is slower in my delivery and I'm more focused on factual things so that they feel more comfortable talking to me, right? That's the piece. Now, the intentional part that comes into that is why I'm doing that. We can do it to manipulate others or we can do it to serve others. And that's the difference right there. My intention is when I make those adjustments, which I've learned how to do in my style to make others comfortable, it's because I want us both to benefit from that relationship, not so that just rain benefits, right? And that's the intentional piece. And more I do that, Brian, the more I build that trust, right? Or don't, if I'm meeting somebody new, I don't burn that trust. Well, and again, I wanted to, that that's what I wanted to park on for just a moment before we take another break is how do you uniquely connect with people who have had those burned experiences? Because 
a lot of people are are the walls come up because they have had those and we don't know a lot of times we don't know those experiences but yet that person does and because they have been burned in the past or they have had negative experiences in life that have shaped and framed how they view connection you know maybe they they have uh, trusted someone that deceived them. They right. trusted someone that lied to them. Maybe it was a business partner that um, that manipulated the finances and kind of left. I had someone on my my podcast the other day that it'll be releasing on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Um, this lady in Australia, her and her husband had a business, and the accountant did things in their business that caused great negative harm mm -hmm. in their business. And, and it's just those experiences just begin to, to, to harden people sometimes rain. How do you uniquely connect with burned people? So uh, great. Uh, um, carefully uh, and uh, transparently, I, I, I try and be as transparent as possible. You know, I, I need need to let you know I haven't been. It's hard, you know, I want to understand more in order to build our relationship. And my main focus here is so that you feel that you can trust me. Let's take baby steps. Let's talk about it. You tell me where the boundaries are. And that's a big piece for people. Like, you tell me where the boundaries are. Let me know where we can play freely and 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 what might might bother you because there's some people that a sarcastic humor is a big eye tool right uh and between two high eyes we can be sarcastic with each other and it does it just bounces off yeah but you get a high ass and they feel hurt sometimes by that and that could that could sit they might not tell you they got hurt by it but it it'll show up right? Because your trust level will go down. So understanding what that person's boundaries are and letting them say, you know what? I'm not ready to play yet. Yeah. Okay. Let me know when you're ready to play. Let me know when you're ready to build a, you know, a, a little different relationship in that way. And you've got to constantly do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that constantly do it. And, and, Let's step aside and take a break. We come back. We're we're gonna finish our conversation and 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 go to some other areas about uniqueness and connecting uniquely. Rain Kansman, an endorser of people buy from people, is my guest on this special edition of the Intentional Encourager Podcast, the People Buy From People Podcast Series. Come on back in just a moment. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. want to tell you about my new book, People Buy From People, 10 Powerful People Lessons from the Ultimate People Person, my dad. My dad was one of the greatest connectors that I ever knew, and he shared with me 10 connecting principles that I have used throughout my 25-year sales and sales management, customer engagement, and leadership career that I'm passing along to you. If you want to be a stronger 
deeper and more powerful connector, you've got to pick up a copy of People Buy From People. There are concepts in there that you may not realize help make you a power connector. You can go to Amazon and pick it up. Kindle, if you're an e-reader and you like to do it that way, or now available on Audible. And there's one other way you can get a copy of People Buy From People. You can get one from me and I'll sign it for you. You go to intentionalmediaandpublishing at gmail.com and send me an email and I'll share with you the link on how you can get a signed copy. You can buy a signed copy directly from me. Again, people buy from people. If you want to connect like never before, pick up your copy today of People Buy From People. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Rain, I love what you said there because I had someone that reached out to me yesterday that wanted me to write a review of their book. And, and here's what I said back to them. I said, look, because I value my word, and because I value giving you my word, I don't want to disappoint you, but here's my challenges of things that I have going on. It took me a long time because I, I am one of the things about a high eye is they hate to disappoint people. Yeah. And they want to say yes to everything. And they go, well, you asked me and I, you know, and they just feel this sense of, you know, I got asked, so I got to respond and I got to do it. And and I just said, you know, because I'm someone that values honoring my word to you, I'm going to have to decline your invitation, but here's what I will do. I'll give you some intentional encouragement right here, right now. That may, that may help you. And I, I said, look, when you hold your book in your hand for the first time, and you know that you've written two books. It's a feeling you can't describe. Take that feeling in. Enjoy that feeling in the moment. And so I didn't want to over-promise and Mm under-deliver, but still being true to the gratitude of thank you for asking me. I just don't – because the last thing that I want to do is tell someone I'm going to do something and not do it. I get forgetful. We all get forgetful. But there's right. a difference in being forgetful and dropping the ball. Yeah. You know, be, and, and a lot of times what happens is with the analogy, I'll use a, a football analogy. A lot of times a guy is running down the field before he ever catches the pass. Mm-hmm. What's more important, running down the field or catching the ball? And so right. that's, 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 and I love what you said there about keeping your word. That is a, a trait of unique people. They're, they are they are almost, in a, in a sense, bound to their word. You mentioned your parents mm-hmm. and, the, and the impact of your parents. Was that ingrained in you from an early age uh, about being true to your word? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have to say that uh, in my teen years, I was not good at it. And I felt, I felt a guilt from that time that stayed with me for a long time. Uh, that, yeah, I wasn't being honest. I wasn't being upfront. I wasn't being this. Um, 
and it was more the time where I was looking for, you know, uh, I guess expanding my independence, covering up for some bad choices I made at that time, right? Yeah. But Brian, that with my parents, I felt that, gosh, why did I do that to these people who gave me so many wonderful gifts? And I think that drove me to make those changes in the future where that's an absolute because I want it to be, not because I have it, ha I have to make it be, but I want it to be. I want to be a person that people can count on, that people can believe, that people can um, look up to. Right. And in, in it, in it boggles me. It really boggles my mind because my dad always told me, if you say it, own it. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that in the book, but yet in our society today, we seem to have lost the concept of, of the, how unique a person's word is Oh yeah. in, 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 in a connecting relationship. And, and let's keep in mind, and you and I are old enough to remember when, when, when deals were done on a handshake. Oh Yeah. Even, even as, you know, even as far back as, as 20, 25 years ago, we didn't have nearly the paperwork. Like when we set up a new customer, it was, it was a two page sheet, right? Really simple, really easy. Now you almost have to have multiple pages of contract and you lawyers. Know, yeah. And, and things. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're, they're just they're really intense legal documents now because people have a hard time keeping that. You and I could tell stories for an hour of yeah. customers that we called on and we would say, Hey, I'm going to need a check today before we can get that order. Well, I have a check. Then you call your credit manager and go, well, so-and-so told me they'd have a check. Will you release that order? Your credit manager releases that order and your customer goes, Oh, I forgot. Yeah. They did. They didn't forget. They didn't forget. They just yeah. wanted, they, they just needed to tell you that to get that order out yeah. the door. They needed, they needed that. And you, you have to understand, and, and I've said this, and I don't mean to, to go long winded here, no. but it, but it's smoke screens. And what I've always told people is I said, look, the longer that you are in sales, I'm going to talk to the salespeople and business people for just a second. Mm -hmm. The longer you're in sales, one thing you have to learn how to do is, is you have to flush out smoke screens. Right. You have to understand what's what's truth and what's a smoke screen. Mm -hmm. and, and Rain, I'll tell you this because you you'll know it so well when when I when I say it. Something that I have said too is I said, look, when you're negotiating with a customer, a customer will flow it out. A customer will give you a smoke screen. Right. And hope hoping that. It's not, it, it's not something that they need to make the deal happen. It's something they would love to have, and they put it out there as a smokescreen, making you think that it's a must-have. So then you, then you compromise, and you go, well, we have to give this to this customer. They're not going right. to buy from us. When, when in actuality, it was a smokescreen. Right. It was a wish list. They were already going to buy. They just wanted to see what else they could get. Yeah. And so yeah. – you know, you have to uniquely understand people. I want to go here for just a minute. What changed in you personally? 
when you discovered the unique gifts and abilities that your parents had given you, you just, you, and I saw the love in your eyes Mm -hmm. and and we've talked about that. You talked about lovingly your, your mom and dad Mm -hmm. wonder still, still with us. Still, yeah. still very much with us, still very much a part of your life, still probably still pouring into you, even yeah. to this day. Take me through when you understood the unique gifts that your parents had given you. Well, when I started, um, I, I guess, branching out, it was more uh, when I started working. Uh, and I started realizing that what I had wasn't normal. I mean, I thought... You know, because you grow up watching back then, Ozzy and Harriet, uh, the Donna Reed show and the families of the Believe It to Beaver. And, you know, the mom and dad were always very nice to their kids and blah, blah, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And growing up, realizing once I started meeting other people outside of my bubble, right, that they didn't have that same support. They didn't have or and some of them didn't have two parents they had one or 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 uh you know one parent had an issue and um and the things that people had to go through i think that was a striking moment when i realized wow i was blessed and and to this day i'm blessed um uh as i went through that that was an aha moment for me because it also gave me brian that idea that okay, there are people out here that didn't get the same benefits you have. You need to help them um, understand what you got and the perspective that you got. You need to give them that, you know, as much as you can. And so, um, yeah, that open trusting, appreciating others and the unique gifts that they bring in and looking for that in people, right? When you and I met, you were easy to pick out from the crowd. You were very unique, Brian, and that stood out. I mean, by the time I met you, I'd been doing training with hundreds of salespeople from that corporation for 15 years already, right? I had met, oh gosh, probably 12, 1400 salespeople from that corporation and you were one of a handful that stood out and that was 15 years in yeah that uniqueness made a difference and and again i have several long friends like you from that corporation that were very unique in that way so uniqueness does make a difference in a positive way yeah right in a positive way think about tiny tim um as a as an entertainer right he had one song that I know of. He made a career out of once, but he was unique. He was different than anything else that was out there. Um, and if you take that and use that uniqueness to help others like you did, that's, that's special. That's I got to ask you one thing real quick. We talked about your parents. Mm-hmm. Now I want to ask you as a parent. Yep. yourself you you have kids you have grandchildren now what are you what are you imparting to them uniquely or what have you imparted to them uniquely throughout the course of their life to try to impact them the way your parents impacted you 
knowing that uh, whatever they do, whatever they choose, uh, whatever decision they make, I love them and I'm going to support them. That was the biggest thing. I mean, to this day, my parents are like, oh, man, I love, you know, I'll send them a copy of this because they'll love to see it. They'll love to see the, oh, Rain, that was so much fun watching, right? To this day, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 65 this year. How do you get 65 years of that kind of support? You've got I'm, good Scandinavian genes, my friend. Yes, I do. <laughs> and so um, to that same thing with my children, I want them to know that they are special and unique and that, that I will always be there to support them as they go through this. That that's the biggest. And then the same thing with our grandson who, who turned one couple months ago. Um, the same thing. I want him to be able to, we'll see him this afternoon. Actually, today's one of our days we get to visit, uh, visit with Luca. And, uh, I want him to continue when he shows up and sees me to smile when I make a duck sound and it, it to just smile and know, Hey, that's grandpa or in my language, Vana Isa. Uh, that's, that's my Vana Isa. And, and I love being around him. Yeah. I, I venture to say the first words that will come out of his 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 little mouth will be get life in balance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have just, to work on that one, Brian. Yeah, he'll he'll be dropping that on his parents. And then I love like, it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I finish out every intentional encourager podcast with with this. We're gonna modify it a little bit for the people buy from people series. Yeah. But leave folks with your biggest piece of intentional encouragement around being unique so yeah don't uh don't you know people like to conform right and conformity in some areas brings safety which is great but where you can can really uh blow out those things those special gifts that you've been given People want to see those. Believe me, people want to see those special gifts. Don't undervalue them. Um, understand what impact that they make and use it for the right reason. Use it for helping grow relationships between you and those that you meet, love, respect, Um and wow, you'll hear some special, I heard several special things just today on this broadcast cast from my friend. And, and I hear those, hear those, and those mean a lot, especially when you get to be my age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does. And, 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 and I find myself waxing more philosophically yeah. as I approach my fifties. Yeah. And you understand, and, and I was commenting on a post today on LinkedIn, and I said, you know, someone had posted about, you know, what if, what if you had six months to live? Oh. And, and my thought, and I, and I said, look, having lost my dad suddenly, and I write about it in People Buy From People, having lost my dad suddenly, I realized that just be consistent every day. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it because if I had six months to live, I would be figuring out, okay, where have I haven't, where haven't I gone that I want to go? And and I would try to figure out all these things I want to do and all these people I want to see and tell people goodbye and things like that. And I thought to myself, that is so tax. You can't do it all. You couldn't right. do it all. 
Right. But what you can do is be consistent and unique every day so that when something happens, people can go, there was a unique person. And I have spent the last however long we've been recording during this conversation with, with one of the most unique people that I know, the perfect person to talk about uniqueness. Rain, tell folks, remind folks again how they can get your resources, tell them where they can connect with you. Because I know when people hear this podcast, they're going to they're gonna be drawn to the unique company that you have and the unique person that you are. So, uh, yeah, getlifeandbalance.com is my website. And there's a lot of great information and ways to contact me there. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Rain Kansman on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Life and Balance has a page on Facebook. And um, yeah, those are the best ways. Uh, you can email me at rain at getlifeandbalance.com. And then it has phone numbers and uh, even a way to uh, get on my calendar if it's something that you want to talk to me about. But love the conversations, love the opportunity to meet people. And um, thanks for this opportunity, my friend. It was an absolute no-brainer that you were you had to be one of the endorsers of this book because of your impact on me and you you embody that concept of, of people buy from people so rain again i have so enjoyed this conversation thank you for joining me on this special edition of the intentional encourager podcast the people buy from people series rain you're the best thank you thank you so much brian appreciate you my friend i appreciate you My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.